These are excerpts from Charles Bazerman's 1997 article, The Life of Genre, The Life in the Classroom. I've always loved it. Genres are not just forms. Genres are forms of life, ways of being. They are frames for social action. They are environments for learning. They are locations within which meaning is constructed. Genres shape the thoughts we form and the communications by which we interact. Genres are the familiar places we go to create intelligible communicative action with each other and the guideposts we use to explore the unfamiliar. But the symbolic landscape we've constructed for us to live in is precisely that which, fit, which most fits us and the others with whom we share it. The more we inhabit these places, the more we make our home in them, even as we come to explore the lives in near and increasingly distant places. Even when we find the genres we become habituated to are filled with dissension, dysfunction, or even deception, and we want to seek alternatives, they still have formed the discursive and cognitive habits we bring with us. Other people have other places they have constructed and where they regularly go to interact. When we travel to new communicative domains, we construct our perception of them beginning with the forms we know. Even our motives and desire to participate in what the new landscape appears to offer start from motives and desires framed in earlier landscapes. In our role as teachers, we constantly welcome strangers into the discursive landscapes we value. But places that are familiar and important to us may not appear intelligible or hospitable to students we try to bring into our worlds. Moreover, students bring with them their own landscapes of familiar, communicative places and desires. Students bringing their own roadmaps from their previous experience would also benefit from signs posted by those familiar with the new academic landscape. However, guideposts are only there when we construct them, are only useful if others know how to read them, and will only be used if they point toward destinations students see as worth going toward. So we should not take lightly the choice of which genres we ask our students to write in, nor should we keep those choices invisible to students, as though all writing required the same stances, commitments, and goals as though all texts shared pretty much the same forms and features, as though all literacy were the same. Nor should we ignore students' perceptions of where they are headed and whether they are much moved to go toward the places we point them toward. The picture of genre that emerges from these various investigations and studies is that genre is a rich, multi-dimensional resource that helps us locate our discursive action in relation to highly structured situations. Genre is the only visible realization of a complex of social and psychological dynamics. In understanding what is afoot in the genre, why the genre is what it is, we become aware of the multiple social and psychological factors our utterance needs to speak in order to be most effective. Once we understand the dynamics and factors, we may have a range of choices available to us, including choices that are far from traditional in appearance, but which nonetheless speak to the circumstances. 
What we might feel as the weight of living up to the expectations of a particular genre is, in fact, the reminder of all the complexities at stake in the form. The pressure of genre is not of conformity so much as of response to complexity. And insofar as we feel drawn or seek traditional formal solutions, those standardized forms provide a means to begin to address the situation in a focused way. Moreover, genre helps us understand the novelty of the situations. As we see in the situation of the intersection of different types of events, and we work out what kind of response can speak to all the variables we see. We may see in a situation a strong expectation that we follow a well-worn path, but then we may feel the discomfort with that path and an impulse to set out in a new direction. How to turn the audience in that new direction while they have their eyes firmly fixed on the expected is the art of rhetorical creativity. If that art fails, if no form and intention is recognizable to the audience, they may simply see our impulse as going nowhere, doing nothing. It is very easy for readers to dismiss what they do not recognize. Similarly, blurring, blending, and mixing genres are hardly the same thing as abandoning all sense of genre. They are rather creative acts dependent on intimate knowledge of genre. Similarly, genres enacted in the classroom are more than a ritual repetition of standardized statements. If they fail to become more than that, it is only because we so strip the meaning from the classroom activity that generic productions become only formal exercises. It is up to us as teachers to activate the dynamics of the classroom so as to make the genres we assign alive in the meaningful communications of the classroom. This may be by drawing on students' prior experience with genres and social situations that have had meaning for them, or by tapping into students' desire to enter particular, particular new kinds of discursive situations, or by making vital to their own concerns the new genres and discursive realms we wish to invite them into. And we must do this within the institutional definitions of our courses so that students accept the appropriacy of what they are doing in the classroom. Moreover, genre is a tool to getting at the resources the students bring with them, the genres they carry from their educations and their experiences in society. And it is a tool for framing challenges that reach beyond what they know into new domains that are as yet for them unexplored, but not so different from what they know as to be unintelligible. As creative teachers desiring to increase our students' rhetorical skill, flexibility, and creativity, we can try to locate those kinds of utterances our students are ready to make if they are given the challenge, and some guidance in what such statements do and how they do it. That is, our strategic choice of genres to bring into the classroom can help introduce students into new realms of discourse just beyond the edge of their current linguistic habitat. Learning to write is hard work, requiring addressing ever more difficult writing problems, so that if we want students to learn to write, we must, we must locate the kinds of writing they will want to work hard at, kinds of writing problems they will want to solve. 
once students learn what it is to engage deeply and write well in any particular circumstance, they have a sense of the possibilities of literate participation in any discursive arena. Moreover, in any new discursive circumstances they may enter into, they will have at least one set of well-developed practices to draw analogies from and contrasts to. Further, if we provide students some analytical vocabulary to reflect on how genres relate to the dynamics of situations, they will be able to observe and think about their new situations, some sophistication and strategic appropriacy. Thus, while studies of genre point to how different discursive practices are in different circumstances, we need not worry too greatly that in helping students down any particular path, one they are interested in pursuing, or one appropriate to the particular career goals they have chosen, we are shutting them off from other practices we as teachers of the humanities value highly. Rather, students are likely to learn how powerful a tool writing is to carry out specialized work and how powerful they are in entering focused, specialized discussions in appropriate, appropriately forceful ways. That knowledge, they are more likely to respect alternative discourses and their own ability to enter those discourses when they are interested in doing so. After all, having learned to inhabit one place well and live fully with the activities and resources available in that habitation, no one is likely to mistake it for a different place. Now, having moved to a different place, do people stint on learning how to make the most of their new home? It is only those who have never participated more than marginally who do not notice where they are, because they do not perceive why all that detailed attention is worth their effort. When students feel part of the life in a genre, any genre that grabs their attention, the detailed and hard work of writing becomes compellingly real for the work has a real payoff in engagement within activities the students find important. 